What's up, big ballers? It is a race weekend. Uh, if you're listening to this, headed to the Renegade Race Weekend. Whether you're a racer, spectator, just going out the trail ride, I hope you all have a great weekend. Today's show is a very unique one. Uh, it's one that's going to catch a lot of attention and I'm sure a lot of comments. First things first, if you don't mind, make sure you've subscribed to us on Apple Podcasts if you have an iOS device and like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Today's show is brought to you by Supergrip ATV Tires. Supergrip ATV is taking the tire market by storm, providing the Supergrip ATV K9 tire. Hey, before I go like too far into the ad, uh, let me just say I saw retailers today getting some crazy sizes of shipments, um, shipments that are not completely sold out already. I know that there's a couple people in the Middle Tennessee area, uh, Alabama area, and Kentucky that now have tires. So. Go online, look for the Super Grip ATV K9 tire. A lot of you guys have been asking me when availability will come back around. It seems like we're getting there. We're not fully back in stock yet, but we're definitely getting there. The Super Grip ATV tire, I run the 30 inch Kevlar, has been my. I don't know how to say it. My t I mean, it's my tire of choice, but it's probably the tire I'm going to run forever because I've put it through some crazy tough situations where tires should have failed me. I've put it through sharp rocks, through mud holes, through long climbs, loose dirt, wet rock, a little bit of everything. As long as you're committed as the driver, the tire will perform for you. Eight ply sidewalls with a radial nylon belt option or Kevlar. Kevlar is a little bit more expensive. I recommend it. It's what I run. Um, but the one inch tread depth is the same on all the vehicles. I uh, highly recommend you guys give them a look. Super Grip ATV on Facebook and Instagram, supergripatv.com. The next sponsor on our list is DinoJet Research. DinoJet is the complimentary to my Super Grip ATV sponsorship because once you go to a bigger tire, once you start changing the rotational mass on your vehicle, you start bogging the machine down. There's a couple things that need to change. Uh, the point of engagement on your belt needs to change so that when you push the pedal, you actually get power right when you push the pedal. Clutches fix that, and also they supply you with a programmer. The DinoJet Power Visions 3 tuner is the tuner that I run on my car. A lot of different third parties launch their tunes on those vehicles. Um, I personally use the DinoJet tune for the stock exhaust, stock everything. Noticed a huge difference in power performance, but more than anything, uh, I noticed a difference in the shift points, and I really, really enjoy having the onboard screen right in front of my face. Seriously, it is absolutely awesome to be able to program and be able to see, you know, top speed that you've reached, uh, RPMs, gear, everything that you can that you can want to track on the vehicle. It is available for you on this screen. I thought about redoing my dash and taking away the generic Razor cluster uh, and just running off that DinoJet PowerVision 3 little handheld unit there. It's absolutely awesome. Not to mention that the Stage 2 kit that I bought actually did come with a clutch kit as well. Uh, and that clutch kit greatly, greatly made up for the deficit that those heavier 30-inch tall tires come with. So now with the Super Grip ATV K9 tires and the DynaJet Stage 2 Power Package, I confidently can go anywhere. Next on the list is Infinite Off-Road. Infinite Off-Road has been with the show for as long as it's been alive. Infinite Off-Road offers all listeners of the show 10% off with code word ROCKS, 
R-O-C-K-S at checkout to get your very special 25-year, no questions asked, warranty that even covers accidental damage. Uh, it's really great. Seriously, it's it's really crazy. I've seen cars, you know, the, the light bars, light pods, light whips, wheel rings, uh, rock lights, all that stuff is not just UTV or off-road vehicle only specific. It is actually geared towards um, all vehicles, trucks included. I saw a picture the other day of a Jeep that had been in a wreck and uh, Mike and his team over at Infinite Off-Road actually warrantied the bar that was that, that just got damaged and collateral damage on the road. That was warrantied. Uh, everything, including accidental damage, will get your warranty uh, or will be will fall under your warranty. Excuse me. Um, Infinite Off-Road has a quality product at an extremely reasonable price. I'm super glad to have those guys on board. So if you're looking for rock lights, light bars, light pods, or whips, InfiniteOffRoad.com code word rocks r-o-c-k-s at checkout last but not least all i'm sorry not last but not least all things utv has been with the show for almost as long as infinite off-road but all things utv pretty much covers a lot of the deficit whether it's seats whether it's tender spring upgrades inner fender liners that replace your crappy rubber guards man i i really just cannot begin to tell you the horror stories that you see on social media about sticks and debris coming through the floorboard. I personally have a, a quarter inch, uh, I'm sorry, a three eighths inch skid plate on my car right now. So the whole belly is protected, but all things UTV makes inner fender liners, which are basically just a metal sheet that covers the part where it's right in front of your feet and the, and the actual foot, foot floorboard right in front of your feet. And what it does is it creates a durable area where steel uh, is going to protect the rider of your vehicle and it's going to protect you as well. That recently, they just came out with the Kawasaki KRX and the Razor Pro XP uh, inner fender liners as well as uh, tender springs for both of those machines. So I highly recommend you guys give them a shout. All Things UTV on Facebook and Instagram, allthingsutv.com. Last but not least, here we go. Diddy's Big Block Race Shop. Yes, Diddy's Big Block. I want to highlight their suspension services. They do shock tuning, not only on full-size buggies, Jeeps, trucks, all that kind of thing, but also they're starting to do UTVs. That's why I wanted to partner with them because I know they're local. They're, they're, they're a couple hours away from me, but they're more local than anybody else. Um, he does excellent, excellent work. His name is Chris, uh, the gentleman that owns Diddy's Big Blog. He does excellent work with the big buggies. He's just breaking into the UTV scene. His prices are very, very reasonable, especially compared to some of the other dealers. Uh, and, and what's going to happen is he's going to blow up. So I got Chris in. Uh, he's a sponsor of the show, and he does amazing things with shocks. From my own perspective, uh, he went out and trained out with Shock Jesus out in Col or, uh, Arizona, Montana. It's one of those. And uh, he's he's been trained by the best. So uh, Chris at Diddy's Big Block Race Shop offers his suspension services, including shock tuning with on-site sessions available, shock revalving, where you send in your shocks and they valve to your application and specifications, shock rebuilding and full repair, shock packages right out of the gate, and coilover springs. So pretty much everything you need done can be done in-house at Diddy's Big Block Race Shop. Okay, paid the bills. Everybody, 
Welcome to the show. Today's show is awesome. Today's show is the best. Uh, today I got on Tyler from Super ATV and Super ATV is one of the most well-known names in the UTV industry. And the reason I wanted to get them on was they've recently come out with a complete transmission. Uh, I've always wanted to know more about their front diffs and their transmission upgrades and their gear ratios and you know, kind of how they handle their business. And I'm really excited. And Tyler has a message to convey to all of you. And that message is, uh, you know, just just talk back to him. Give him good feedback. Give him reliable feedback. And uh, he addresses some of the things that you see on social media and hits it head on. But more so than anything, it was an awesome time talking to another enthusiast of the sport and a member of a team that's progressing the UTV market. So without further ado, Tyler from Super ATV. Get a drink and gather around. Let's talk drivers. Let's talk rigs. Let's talk skill. You've got the best of the best in the off-road racing world. Have a seat at the table with us, and let's talk about racing on the rocks. Boom. Just like that. Tyler Greaves from Super ATV. How are you, man? Excellent. How are you doing today? I'm good. I uh, am really, really excited. I've actually been planning on reaching out to you guys for a long time, but I'm super glad I did because uh, just to go ahead and jump towards everything, you guys came out with this transmission that I'm like real interested in finding out more information about. But uh, before we dive into all the fun stuff, how you doing? We're doing good, man. You know, it's uh, been a strange couple months these past few few months with the whole virus and all that stuff and the stay-at-home orders and stuff but mm -hmm. we've been uh luckily blessed with business has been booming been staying very busy there at the beginning you know we were definitely questioning what's going to take place is the mm -hmm. consumers in the industry you know we're in a fun industry to where it's you know it's livelihoods but still it's it's toys that we're dealing with you know growing up toys and we're wondering if people were going to kind of cinch their wallets and quit spending the money um so at the same time you know just trying to plan for is you know what our inventory needs to be and different things and trying to prep and we also made a turn you know we do make all of our windshields and stuff in house all our different routers and yeah. cncs so we switched our gears a little bit in that department and started making uh spit shields we call them and face shields which we went around locally everywhere and uh gave gas stations and different retail places these shields so they sit on the the countertop so between the consumer and the retailer there to give that barrier um in order and that was kind of a way to stay open and you know mm -hmm. keep there but um you know we just kind of that's how we've always evolved try to think outside the box we have a wonderful team that's always thinking of ways innovative stuff and you know there was a calling for these shields and being we already had material it was easy enough for us to go into solidworks draw something up shoot it over to our router and, and start making some stuff and um so kind of did that and uh you know if we employ 300 people between here and our place in shreveport louisiana um that's a big number that people don't realize how many people that we have here um so the people that we could send home in different departments we had a lot of people working from home over the last few months and just recently we've started trickling everybody back in um we're still not quite to full capacity but it's kind of you know as we keep going through these phases of the states reopening and allowing more capacity in that um you know we've just been following the guidelines and the rules and bringing more people back in but mm -hmm. you know it's definitely been a weird thing you know the last few months i've been working from home a little bit but obviously yeah. i wear a lot of hats around here so 
been in and out quite a bit and you know just strange coming in having to wear a face mask and keep your distance and and not having being able to get that social interaction with with your people and doing a lot more talk over facetimes and pardon that noise um, that's all right <laughs> you gotta love you gotta love live interviews <laughs> yeah yeah but um so anyhow, just, uh, you know, it was the transition and uh, mm -hmm. we can say they've just been super blessed with the business and it seems like everybody's been cooped up at home. So it's been a, a huge thing. People are maintenance in their machines. So buying a lot of wheel bearings, A-arm bushings, tie rod, you know, just kind of the maintenance stuff as well as selling a lot of bigger products. It seems like when those stimulus checks come in, some people's been buying some bigger ticket items <laughs> um, and it's pretty unbelievable. Like I said, we never would imagine business would be as booming as it is. And, uh -huh. and uh, it, you know, like I said, it's all, it's all been good, but it's still just a strange time and, and, and still the unknown of where it's going, where it's going to end. And, you know, seeing Polaris, the CEO, get on there and say that they've been booming too, but mm -hmm. they foresee come 2021, we're going to see the hit probably where, you know, mm -hmm. the effects of it, um, you know, so there's still a lot of gambling and, you know, wondering where it's all going to go. And, you know, that we, a lot of people don't realize how big we are that, you know, how much we ship out the door. So we have to get the meetings, you know, every day, almost just talking about inventory and make sure we have enough and don't order too much. And so, you know, still a guessing game, a little bit of gambling, but like I said, we have a wonderful team here with a lot of knowledge from different areas with a lot of years of expertise. Um, and so far so good. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, just keep on keeping on. Yeah. So you, you, I, First off, that is the single best intro I've had into a podcast ever. So that was awesome. You answered all of my like how you doing questions all in one. Uh, you, mentioned, you mentioned that you guys are dealing with some regulations. Um, where is Super ATV headquarters based out of? Yeah, we're located in Madison, Indiana, which is southern Indiana. We're kind of in between Louisville, Kentucky, and Cincinnati, Ohio, right on the river. Um, you know, when a lot of people think of Indiana, they think of farm ground, a lot of flat ground. Um, but be, being here in southern Indiana, it's very it's the Ohio Valley. So, you know, from where we're at to about 20 miles north in Indiana is really nice countryside. A lot of hills and elevation change. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's not huge elevation change, but a sure. thousand foot, 800 feet. Um, and we just have a lot of rocks and valleys and ridges. Um, and, you know, I've been a lot of the places all over the country riding and um, it's definitely just there's no place like home but still this riding area is just right up my alley because i'm more of a technical driver i like yeah. trees and vegetation and animals um so we have a lot to offer when we can go out and test and um harold the owner um we have different uh spots around the county of different properties where we have kind of different terrains per se we have about a thousand different acres where we go and, and do a lot of testing our product and and obviously we, you know, throughout the videos, if you check out of all any of our stuff on YouTube or anything, we do a lot of testing in in-house um, yeah. to really show that, you know, we don't just make a product and you know, use the best material and, you know, it works and hope it's good. We really put the effort and R&D and, you know, the the experience, the testing, you know, is, is a huge part of our, our business, making sure that we're happy and satisfied, you know, we'll rent a a high-end high-speed camera and test a-arms where we've built this big contraption where we can put this weight up there and with physics kind of replicate hitting a tree going 30 miles an hour and then we get that high-speed camera and we can look and see exactly right right when that hit 
what's kind of giving first, you know, whether it be the tube or the pivot block and really just hone in on those points and beat, you know, beef that area up and just really try to everything we do, you know, we try to take it to the next level and make sure that, you know, I can go out there and be proud to run it and know that it's not going to run. You know, there's a lot of people online that think, you know, we're the Walmart of that, that we just have a bunch of product, but man, we take great pride in, in what we do and, and we want to provide quality service, customer service, bar none. We want the best and offering a great product at an affordable price. Um, you know, our slogans working to wow. And, uh, we truly do that day in and day out. And, uh, like I said, a lot of people don't realize that between here and Shreveport, we, we employ 300 Americans, you know, yeah. day in and day out. And, and we're all enthusiasts that everybody, you know, just loves it. And, uh, I'm very blessed to have a wonderful team. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, I have a few questions off of what you just said. Um, yeah. I'm just going to start rattling it off. We get, we're going to talk yeah. about Super TV, but I'm trying to yeah. get things out of my brain here. Um, when you guys are designing A-arms, you know, you mentioned yep. building kind of a system to replicate a really high impact. Yep. Is the goal when you're designing an A-arm, is it so strong that the frame tabs in the frame is the breaking point? Or are you designing with like a certain fault point in mind to not break consequential yep. parts? And that's where it gets tricky, you know, because we have the we have some of the best engineers in the country, mm -hmm. that I would say, in this industry. And, and you know... Theoretically, me, I know how to ride. You know, a lot of breaking parts comes down to driver error. You, when you right. tear something, yeah. it's normal because you're being an idiot. You're staying in the gas, not letting <laughs> off when you're supposed to. Yeah. And and it happens. Don't get me wrong, but still, um, if you know, I've I've rode every machine under the sun. We have all of them here, and and honestly, I can say, you know, I, I don't tear up a lot of stuff. I mean, sure, I could hire a guy to go test our parts, and and if you be like an idiot, anything can break. Yeah. Um, but it, it, a lot of it goes back to that. But going back to the your question on it, that theoretically I would want to design an A arm to where if I crash, something's going to give opposed to folding my A arm up or, or you know or folding my frame tabs, ripping the A arm tabs off to where then I got I can't just replace the A arm. I got to go in weld new tabs on, and yeah. it might be you might tweak the frame because it all hits so hard, and then it whole buckled the whole front end over, yep. and you got more problems than basically like having a fuse if it yeah. would have just broke something on the a-arm i could just replace it but over time when you try to create something like that where your a-arm is going to fail mm -hmm. it turns around and comes back onto us that our stuff junk so you know or you know the last five years we, we changed that to build it as strong as you can and it's going to be the next you know weakest link the same when it comes to transmissions differentials axles yeah. I personally would rather have a little weaker axle that's going to break before something in my transmission is going to break. Smart man. Uh, Smart man. But it, <laughs> at the end of the day, that's not, you know, that, that it's a bad image. If someone goes out and they break a rear axle, it's, it's all our fault. All axles are junk, uh -huh. you know? And then, so it's like, okay, then we come out with these X 300 axles where, you know, it'll literally twist 180 degrees before it'll break. So ultimately the, the whole concept behind that is that when it takes a shock load, the axle is able to twist a little bit. And then once that load's gone, it'll return back to its original state. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we put a lot of effort and time into that, but just going back to the thing there, I personally would rather have a little bit weaker axle so mm -hmm. that if something takes that serious shock load, jump and stand on the gas, you know, Razor 1K, you know, that's why we developed the complete transmission. Those transmissions suck. We all know it. Turbo transmissions where it's at. The 1K transmissions between the reverse chain, the snorkel gear, all that stuff's just weak and they're, they're prone to breaking. Yeah. 
And, you know, you put in a heavy duty, one of these X300 axles or even Rhino 2.0, and that fuse per se doesn't break, it transfers that energy to the next weakest link. And, yeah. and so, so it's, it's always a gamble there, but, you know, in, in the racer world or someone with, with some sense or something would rather have a little bit weaker part in certain areas of the machine where it doesn't chase and go on to the next product that's going to be more costly or more time consuming to replace. Um, so, you know, we have the, we have the knowledge and know how to make something break at certain points, you know, with all the testing we do, but anymore, our goal is to, to have the, the baddest stuff on the market is, you know, strongest stuff on the yeah. market that that's going to hold up and sorry, you're going to break something else. It's going to cost you more, but you know, and, and it's just, a, it depends on the customer you're dealing with. So some guys know that some guys don't. And, and a lot of it comes down to educating the consumer. You know, we go to a lot of shows over the course of the year and we try to, you know, give that information out and uh, relay that kind of stuff. But, but at the end of the day, we all want the biggest, baddest stuff that's going to hold up and, you know, you keep breaking breaking stuff until ultimately you have everything beefed up where theoretically you shouldn't break anything. But yeah. uh, back to your question, it's just, there's a lot of new people getting into the game and that's what's so cool about the UTVs is there's so much variety of people that you can be a golfer. You can be a foot, you know, there, yeah. there's the limit. Grandpa can get in one and, and there's so many different options and styles and, mm -hmm. um, and, and that's what makes the industry great. And, and um, that's what sets us a little bit apart too, that we do cater to everybody. We don't just hone in on Polaris. We don't hone in on KM. Um, we, we hone in on every single one of them and have a wide variety of product for each and every one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you, you know, I, I want to break out what you just said because you said some of the most profound statements you can say in owning a UTV. First yep. you said, uh, designing your car to break in certain parts. So yeah. uh, same mindset, you know, when, when you go out and you build a car, especially one that's not made for racing, if you're going to race your car, build it through and through front to back to every end point needs to be bulletproof. That's end of yeah. story. It's kind of not a question there. However, yeah. trail riding, I would, like you just said, I would much rather uh, buy six axles, have two spares, break an axle and, and be able to finish my day than Broke my case, broke all my gears in my transmission, uh, yep. broke diff case, you know, broke, broke, twisted my drive shaft, all the different yep. things that can happen. Uh, and, and personally, I've never broken a rhino. I mean, knock on wood here. Uh, yep. I'm, I'm pretty rough on my machines. And uh, yep. I'm, I'm like, well, I say I'm pretty rough on my machines. I'm not that rough. I'm smart. Exactly what yes, you said. Exactly. It's part two of, of, of what you said was uh, if you drive smart, in, in drive with parts in mind, you can really make stock parts last a long time. You can make just about anything last as long as possible because yep. I mean, you know, if you're not hitting trees or if you're not hitting, you know, a six foot cliff or a six foot ledge at yep. wide open speeds, you're probably yep. not going to break stuff. You know, it's, it's, it's really not that complicated, but there is that demographic that wants to go hit the six foot ledge at 30 miles an hour. And that's the yep. thing. And I think yep. it's great because that's the, some of the best entertainment that you can have, especially sure. if you're close to the truck and it's the end of the day, yeah. everybody's good to go home and you can just trail it or you can just drag it right back to the truck. Uh, yeah. so, so that's a good time there. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into it uh, because I'm going to have some residual questions. I run your guys' boxed A-arms uh, with the threaded joints in there. I want to talk about that, just awesome. kind of explain the benefits of those. Um, 
I've yep. run radius rods. I've run every different kind of everything and every other power steering setup, everything you can think of. So cool. uh, what I want to talk about, though, is that transmission because okay. you nailed it. I have an XP1000 and I put yep. on some Super Grip ATV tires where yep. uh, they're heavier. They have one inch tread depth and they're eight ply and they are breaking my transmission right in front of my eyes. So yep. much so that yep. to the point now I'll put it especially reverse. Oh, that reverse is hurting. Uh, reverse, yeah. and you just hear that little bit of metal grind, a little bit of like metal on metal slide, and yeah. uh, it, it's one of those things. I'm I'm definitely driving on borrowed time. Uh, yeah. So when you guys, you know, we scheduled this, and then I think uh, in between the scheduling and now, you guys came out with this complete transmission. Uh, yeah. Can you talk to me a little bit about it? What's the benefits, and why is it worth doing this rather than you know, for me, it in my opinion. I would rather buy a complete plug and play transmission than have yep. to get in there and do anything with that one, knowing that I'm just going to probably consequently have to do the same thing again sometime. So give me the spiel yep. because I'm very yep. interested. Yeah. And it, it ultimately just kind of goes back to our motto that we, you know, we're always just looking how to, to bring new things to the industry, be innovative and something that's not like we brought anything new to the market, but you know, we've always offered a heavy duty reverse chain which is two times stronger than the factory one. You know, it's basically the, the stock ones this wide and ours is double the width. So, um, you know, the testing we've done, it is about two and a half times stronger. We also uh, offer the heavy duty snorkel gear. Um, it's around two and a half times stronger than the OEM. You know, we already had all these different components. And then, you know, sometimes when you break a snorkel gear um, or even an axle, sometimes if that inner cut bust where that, the outer the housing on the left side of the engine that'll bust and there you're out of case half so then we started offering case halves and you know we kind of it's like well we already have all these parts that you know it's kind of a no-brainer to go ahead and offer it and uh to make that ease of that that you know you can some people are just a little bit leery of wanting to split their transmission or something so we're like well we're still going to offer those we're going to offer those parts to the guys that want to do that and we'll also offer a complete so that it does make it easier. You're in a pinch and you got to ride somewhere this weekend. You don't have to have the downtime tearing it down, doing all that. You could literally buy this, yank your transmission, throw it in there, and you're good to go. Um, and, and still pretty affordable. Uh, right offhand, I can't think of quite what our retail price is on that. I think it's right around three grand. Um, That's but good. Yeah. And the OEM, you know, is right up there with that price. Yeah. But this is, you know, all of our heavy duty all of our components on there that you aren't just putting another OEM in there, you know, every, anywhere we could on the case, on the transmission cases itself, we beefed up all the different areas around that area where the case is always breaking, um, beefed all those areas up and, uh, man, they've been flying off the shelf, believe it or not. And then we just got people asking, when are you coming out with a turbo when you come, you know, and, and it's just one of those things where supply and demand and, and trying to figure it out. But, we honestly knew they were going to sell well, but didn't know because, you know, it's always a little bit of gamble when with the bigger ticket items. Yeah. Um, when you have something where you're spending a couple thousand dollars, it's just you never know. And we do did have to invest a lot of money into developing the case and all that. You know, we have multiple CNCs where we're cutting out our portals all the time and, and then it just turns into what are we allocating our cncs to are we we would be doing portals all day today or are we doing transmission halves or you know so mm -hmm. uh, just another one of those things but been blessed with like i said a lot of people are buying these complete transmissions and, and it's been going very well and uh you know if you're definitely in the market for one and have had a lot of issues keep breaking different things 
and that's the worst part. You know, it isn't too bad to getting in there and replacing a reverse chain if you break it or, or, or a snorkel gear. And, and sometimes you get lucky where you don't have to replace a case half. But it seems like seven out of ten times when you do break something internally, more than likely it takes one case or the other. And then you have to buy, you know, a case half. And yeah. before you know it, you're already up to $1,000 um, just in replacement parts and, and that kind of thing. So and then a lot of people, like I said, there's a lot of people new in the industry that aren't mechanically inclined too much and mm -hmm. so it just makes it a little easier for them to if you got a lot of money man i might as well just buy a complete and then you can potentially have spare parts that you didn't break or you know there's, there's options there yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and really you know so i'm i consider myself mechanically inclined now uh yep. when i first started uh, you could have you could have told me to put a, a 15 millimeter and i would have grabbed the steering wheel like i was the most uneducated <laughs> yeah had no idea. Only reason I yep. know how to work on these things is because they 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 break. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, definitely. But <laughs> um, what you said was, you know, you guys are are selling these. I mean, you guys are selling these like hotcakes because I actually do all my research before we have the interview, and I know yep. they're out of stock on yep. every single option. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and it's amazing. Uh, yeah, it's great for you guys because uh, it's super smart of y'all. But I noticed that you guys also also offer a gear reduction uh, choice yep. in there as well. Um, yeah, three different ones. So basically your factory one, we have a 12 and a half and then a 25%, um, you know, so yeah, then you have a little bit different options mm -hmm. to where, hey, I'm a guy in the South that I, I'm running bigger tire. I broke my stock one and I don't have portals yet, but I want some gear reduction. So while yep. I'm at it, why don't I just go ahead and get the 12 and a half or why don't I get the 25? Um, and, and yeah, you break bring up a good point there that that you know gear reduction especially for the guys in the south or it's just crazy that now the, the tire sizes that even whether you're out in moab or anywhere rock crawling wind rock the tire sizes everybody wants to no longer 30s are a thing of the past you know the 34s is kind of the new norm around here um and you know, in the south they're up to a 63 and uh and, and and all that is you know i would say that we revolutionized the industry with our portals to yeah. allow people with this gear reduction to have these big tires you know like i said uh i was at, in texas this past weekend and you know i just love going down there and just the big bikes you see running our eight inch portals you know with a 45 percent gear reduction and you know everybody's at least on a 40 but now everybody wants to be like on a 50 and um the biggest bike in in existence right now i think he's on a 63 inch tire on a maverick x3 and it's just that's it looks almost stupid. It's so big, but you know, he's still, he's, he's winning bounty holes with it and it's pulling right through. And it's just incredible to think that, you know, these little UTVs, what they used to call golf carts are now running 63 inch tires. And, uh, like I said, it's all, it's all due to gear reduction and the GDP portal is what's revolutionized that game. And it's really been cool to, to see that evolve over time. And, you know, we're on generation three of portals mm -hmm. and, uh, that's, uh, so this very cool product. let me ask you this. What is the right application? You know, if someone comes to you, uh, I've got 30s on my machine. Yeah. Uh, I run a stock transmission. Someone comes to you and says, what is the right gear reduction for me? Uh, for example, I just want to do some rock crawling. Got a really heavy 30 inch tall tire or I have like a 32 inch tall tire. What yep. would you recommend? Um, and you're talking just in the transmission, just out of those gear reductions. Yeah. Um, I preferably, if I was me personally, and I'm going to keep around the 30, 32, I'll just be going with the 12 and a half percent. Is it a big noticeable difference? 
yeah, you can definitely, you know, you definitely tell some pep you get, you know, your machine has some more pep in it and it uh, doesn't, you don't feel that dogginess, um, you know, and definitely paired up with like one of our clutch kits. I mean, it's night and day difference. Yeah. Um, the only reason to say not 25, that's going to be more going to, you know, like a 34 or a bigger tire. Um, just, it seems, you know, people that have one case and stuff still like to go out and rip a little bit and have fun to whereas you start getting gear reduction on it. You know, I have a personal four seater that I have four inch portals and 30% gear reduction. And it really just took the performance out of it as far as going out and right off the showroom floor. It's like a sports car just drifting and stuff. When you get the gear reduction, it's just a lot more grunty and torquey on the low end. It's just not as applicable, but the style of riding I do cruising around, I, I don't even really ride in high too much. I'm always in low. Cause like I said, I love technical rock crawling and, and wallering around and, and doing that sort of thing. So it really kind of comes down to a matter of preference and the style of riding you do. Um, you know, if you do like high speed stuff, then you definitely wouldn't want to go with the 25. But the 12 is like a happy medium there where, you know, it would still will go plenty fast to what you want. And and that's the thing about the transmission gear reduction. It's not like quite like portals. You don't really realize it as much too, because obviously when you put portals on, it's a little extra weight that your machines peel, feel and pulling and all that as well. Um, but you know, it sounds like you're from Tennessee down there around yeah. Hubert and all that. And you, you guys ride the same style as, as we do. And, you know, yeah. I would say definitely you would be happy with the, the 12 and a half with your, with your setup and okay. definitely would tell a noticeably difference that it just, your machine doesn't struggle so much. Yeah. Um, trying yeah. To pull. Well, that's what I always ask is cause you know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of, of clutch kits and then getting all that squared away. But yep. If you have the money, I mean, getting a gear reduction uh, is, yep. is something. It's it just in, in the engineering side of things, you can't replace reducing the output of the engine as something that's going to happen in the clutch. Like that's just just the, the nature of the beast. Exactly. So was, I'm yep. a big proponent of, of gear reduction in the transmission. Um, I haven't figured out what I'm going to do with this car yet. Um, yep. Futures got some question marks for for the family right now. Yep. Um, so we're, we're figuring out exactly what the future is for this because uh, being a 1K, to get it to where I would love to get it where I can really get in there and beat on it, um, yep. it's, it's you know, there's there's some money there. And it's yep. almost almost better to go just buy a turbo and just start over. <laughs> I know a guy, though, that can get you hooked up with some some good deals. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> But uh, it's one of those things where, you know, I always try and tell people you don't know how, how bad you have it until you ride in something that's good. Like I tell people all the time, uh, getting your like springs and your revalving done in your shocks, you don't know yeah. how crappy your car rides until you go get that done. And that's very true. Same thing with these transmission upgrades. You don't know how just in a, like how much power you're losing until you actually get it corrected out. So yeah. uh, I think it's, I think it's awesome. I really wanted to like hyper-focus on that one. Uh, wanted yeah. to hyper-focus on the transmission too, because uh, that one is, is counting its days. I'll say it like that. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Yeah. When you're but, ready. Uh, you got yeah. My number. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and anybody that's tuning in, you know, definitely we have a, you know, a def knowledgeable staff. You can either give us a call or our guys that are on social media all the time, you know, we're all very knowledgeable and, and willing to help and, you know, and try to make good deals for people and, you know, yeah. um, and uh, just love seeing the industry grow and, and making that, you know, that's what, that's our passion is, you know, what can make 
you enjoy your machine more what you know like you said you put a bigger tire but now it's a dog so what can we do yeah. to make it make you happy and satisfied with your purchase that it might not quite be where you want it right from the showroom or right after you just spent eight hundred dollars on tires but now it's a turd and you're like you can't <laughs> so, oh, there's God. just things you know if you didn't do enough research you're kind of just an impulsive buyer oh there's a good deal but then you put it on and you're disappointed now with the performance so yeah um, that's where we come in and try to you know well super can help you with this or that and uh it's just it's a it's, it's cool stuff yeah absolutely uh so i want to ask you guys are are kind of gaining this notorious reputation on social media for having like funny responses sent back to them yeah, yeah. Uh, you <laughs> <laughs> now, now I got a. It's Corey and Eric. Eric, okay, Eric gotcha. a little bit more on, on the side of you know just keeping it you know and and that's our motto and is kind of just be real with the people you know that's you know even we're up to three hundred people and you come here to our facility and you're like holy cow um, and you know we seem could appear somewhat corporate or whatever but we're still a family owned business um, you know there's no dress code here we're very laid back and. And that's how we want to keep it. Even the bigger we, you know, we are the we're the industry leader, and we're yeah. just massive compared to anybody. And but we want to keep our, our roots, you know, to where we're from, and and keep that image. And in like that, those guys making those comments is you know just trying to be real with them and, and not so suit and tie serious. Yeah. Um, and as you see, you know, people it's humorous that they're like, man, that, that's cool. That super ATV is such a big company would take the time to answer to me and that not just be like straight to the point, all sound, all proper. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's what we try to do when, when I go to the event, you know, I'm not all suit and tied dress, you know, I, 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 we're one of you guys, you know, that's how we all are. We, we just, we just have a passion for it and, uh, just being real, you know, that's, that's what there's too many people in the world right now that aren't real. Um, that, you know, they, they try to be they're not, and, yeah. uh, this is what we are and, and, and don't try to hide anything. Just, it's, we love eat, sleep, breathe it. You know, we have the shirt that, that says it and, uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's our lifestyle. No doubt. It's what this whole UTV world is. It's a lifestyle. You know, you're either, you're in it, you're not, but if you're not in it and you get in one and ride it, you're, you're going to be one of them. <laughs> if, if, if there's places around to ride or whatnot, you know, yeah. that isn't there downfall for people that might live in like areas that are more popular that don't have riding areas but uh even if you do you know there's tons of people that live in neighborhoods that have them and but they just you have to you know go to a riding park or different things but yeah and that's what's cool about it is there's just so many options and so many different riding styles and you know there's a lot of states that allow you to ride on the road in arizona you can just drive it to work you can ride around so you know and i think what continue to see the evolve of that um and i hope it doesn't go too far because when we start getting a little bit more into the you like taking it more into a jeep because i know like getting over a thousand cc's you have to comply with different tie rods and different things and then it's going to turn it into more of a jeep and it's they're not going to be as capable as they are today so there is a little bit of a, a gray you know not necessarily a gray area but you know, wondering where, where these are going in the future. And I, I just hope they don't make it to the point where they're too much automotive style and, and turn it to a Jeep. Cause we all know and nothing against Jeeps. They're capable, but they're nowhere near capable. Of what a UTV is even right off the showroom floor. No, um, not at all. Not I can take okay and blow people's mind to where it would go. If you're not familiar with it, you know, it's yeah. pretty impressive. It so. is. 
It is. Yeah. I, I come from the Jeep world, so I am yeah. I'm living testament to that. Uh, yeah. I spend way too much yeah. money and yeah. uh, way too much time. So yeah. I have something that is way more fun, way faster, and we can climb way more for half the price. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, the, the Jeep's still a huge market there, and it's just mm -hmm. cool to see the, the you know more of those guys getting into this. And like I said, they're the guys that used to call us golf carts and and all that kind of thing. And and it's just you know a friendly rivalry <laughs> and all that. But you know, there's uh, just different areas around the country that Jeeps are still very prominent. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, we also have a, a side another business called Primal Off Road um, that we kind of started back in the day where we offered some axles and did some different things because there's a huge market to be had there, but Super's just blown up so big. They haven't really invested any of our resources to, to venture down that road. So there's always the option um, because, you know, that demographic's huge as well, but it just seems like kind of like, you know, I'm very passionate two wheels. I love dirt bikes. Um, yeah. That's where I grew up, always riding them. I still ride them today, but um, with the saying, with age comes the cage. And uh, just <laughs> UTVs are hard to beat. I like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Start getting older, hitting that dirt on a dirt bike, hitting the ground, you know, it hurts. Whereas you can pile up a UTV pretty good as long as you get your seatbelt and cage on and a good oh, chance wow. to keep your hands in, you're all good to go. But um, super cool. Yeah. Um, so one thing I want to talk about is, uh, the, the portals, you guys have pretty much introduced the first functioning portal, the one that actually works. Um, yep. granted, you know, all portals require maintenance. It's just, it's, it's another thing. It's another piece to maintenance, things like that. But, yep. um, you guys have seemed to nail, you guys have it down. I'll say it like that. I know guys that are still running gen two portals that are doing amazing. Uh, yep. how I know, let me think about it like this. How many of the portals are being used outside of the mud scenario or the mud scene? Let me say it like that. Yeah, um, it's been growing tremendously. You know, we we teamed up with Slick Rock, and uh, you know they, they they just love them out west there, and 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 we knew we had to get in with somebody out out west that that does the more rock crawling and stuff. You know, I've been out to Moab and and that mm -hmm. sauce up, and Kurt and Jake and those guys. Um, you know, they're diehard enthusiasts too. Um, and that was just a really kind of a pivotal point, kind of getting them on board with us and, and doing that and then just showing how much they have potential pretty much anywhere, you know, even on the yeah. farm, different things. It really helps a machine. But obviously, we kind of started our name in the mud um, and it was first geared towards the mud. And then, you know, being here in southern Indiana, which is more, you know, the, the rock crawling type trails kind of riding while we're testing here. It's like, wow, these are these are pretty awesome for the style of riding I do, even though it is gear reduction. Like I said, takes that performance kind of out of it as far as just a race car kind of feel ripping around. Um, but crawling over logs, crawling over rocks, crawling up ledges, the portals just tremendously help. And then that's where, you know, over the last two years, it's just really, you know, you can just look at our, our sales map in different states of where they're going and selling. It's just really cool to just start seeing them um start to explode and i think it would be even more but once again it goes back to it is a high ticket item that mm -hmm. you know people are not necessarily leery to buy but it is a big investment and you want to make sure like, going back to saying you bought something and it turned your machine into something you might not have wanted so sure. you know there's a little bit of a learning curve but you know i'd say eight out of ten people that buy them they're you know they're they, they absolutely love them and, and it might even be a 10 out of 10 but I think a lot of that is just more having Slick Rock on, us doing more videos on it. It's more just consumer education, trying to educate yeah. him 
what they do, how it helps you, and uh, that it really truly it helps the machine overall, not only just giving you the gear reduction, but it takes all that extra strain off your axles, off your drive shaft, off your transmission components. It just kind of having that gear reduction out there, all the shock load, it kind of loads in the box out there and doesn't transfer all the way to your other components. So at the end of the day, it, it makes your machine kind of last longer. You don't have wheel bearings anymore. You know, there's definitely multiple benefits and a lot of that's just been educating the consumer on you know what style of riding you do can you afford it if you can and you do this type of riding or that you're more than likely you're going to be tickled to death um and uh but yeah it's just been a pivotal thing you know we have all the way from the four inch all the way to the eight inch um definitely the six and the eights definitely geared towards the mud guys more obviously because you know six inch lifts a lot of lift um yeah. And then we have it in a 30% or a 45% gear reduction and then the eight inch and a 45% gear reduction. Um, and then more like around here, what I runs a, the four inch with a 30% gear reduction, but we also have a 15% gear reduction, which was a little bit more geared towards the Rangers and defenders and those kind of machines that already have like a low, low. Um, so it doesn't get them low, super low when you throw yeah. 30. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're just, uh, it's, it's pretty cool that just like I said, and it's what's kind of revolutionized the industry to, to allow machines to do a lot more, you yeah. know, to bigger tires, you know, the slick rock guys, so we developed that 35 inch tire for them. Yeah. Um, and now they're wanting 37s and, you know, it just blows my mind. It's just not long ago that, that when we came out with a 32 inch Terminator, you know, we thought that golly, that's a big old tire. And then, yeah. you know, now we have 40 inch tires that, you know, they're, it's like the new norm and it's That's crazy. Oh, yeah. And I'm always just wondering, where is it going? You know, yeah. I, I really think like the guy that has the 63s, it really, it can't, I mean, I, I don't know. It, yeah. They're going to work. Bigger, it can't, but, work. It can't yeah. work. There's no yeah. way. It could potentially work, but like, like, when you get one, you know, we have the big green, the mega razor, we call it on 50 inch tires and, you yeah. know, I've ran it in bounty holes. But when you do get that big, it, re it really takes the drivability out of it just as sure. far as, and going through trails where it kind of turns into a race car per se that it's more built for a bounty hole the same with the guy with the 63s i probably don't see him going out trail riding too much i don't know i don't know his background what he does but it's competition by, you know you know it's made for competition made for the mud holes and and it's getting hard to find big tires like that like i said the tires that we have on there 50 inch it's 240 pounds a corner between the wheel and the tire and it's you know that's a lot of extra weight you know almost a thousand pounds in in wheels and tires on that machine yeah, yeah. That's, that's a yeah. third of a machine's weight <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know when we built it i uh, took it down to uh, river run for one yeah. of the indigo's bounty holes and and got drawn to go first and you know it's kind of like here we go see how it does and everything held up and it was you know the crowd went wild and i was a little bit yeah. it's always kind of sucks being the first one to go through a mud hole because if you think about it if you ever rode like out in a muddy field or something when the first guy that goes through you're basically plowing that mud out of the way and the second yeah. guy can ride in those tracks so being those big tires are i think like 14 inches wide but trying to plow through that nasty mud and there's a big wall at the end to climb up but it's super cool to make it through the crowd went wild you know is it you know i I don't get too excited about bounty holes. They're kind of boring to me. Like last, last weekend went down and did a bounty course, which is uh -huh. more exciting, more every time someone's running around every corner could be a catastrophic failure or a crash yeah. or 
And so the bounty holes more you drop in, you might break an axle or bend something or just doesn't have that excitement. But being able to go first and just hear the crowd go wild over that. So it was a pretty epic moment in the yeah. industry to go. And the guy that was, you know, they call it the pivot guy. I had an Aaron on there and he was pivoting, trying to wall the machine. And he was standing on the roof after we go. And I've never done one. And they have that yeah. tug rope off the back of the machine. And everybody's cheering. I'm like, yeah, we're like, where do we go? And I'm like going and I like drive like, a good like a hundred yards fast <laughs> and I'm just dragging the tug rope and they're like, stop, you know, cause That's they got to awesome. take it back to the, to the start line and yeah. just all the adrenaline and emotion. And so it was just definitely a cool experience, but you know, like I said, I just never, that was the, the biggest machine we built with those big tires. And like I said, it's just, that's what portals are all about. Giving that gear reduction and has really changed that game to allow these big tires to run and um, so many different applications that I won't ever have a personal machine probably without them for, for the yeah. stuff I do, you know, anywhere I yeah. go down to Hubert's or out to Moab everywhere that the four inch with the 30% yeah. freaking pretty dang solid for anything yeah. and everything. Well, you'll have to give me a call next time you go to Hubert's and, and yeah. we'll, we'll meet up and we'll, we'll go, we'll, sure. go, we'll go ride some trails. So. Yeah. Heck yeah. That'd be awesome. Definitely. Yeah, man. Uh, so kind of just in the looking towards the future, because this is such yeah. a strange time. We're seeing yep. this really strange boom in the UTV sales. Like it's it, yep. everything that was supposed to happen, the opposite happened. So yep. we're all in this weird zone where we're all, you know, no one knows what's going to happen, but we're all just holding on. And it seems yep. like November, the world might crack open. So it's yep. just, it's one of those things. We're just in such a weird spot right now. What yep. is the future of super ATV? What do you guys, what, what are some short-term goals? And then what are some long-term goals that you guys are looking at? You know, we're, we're all over the place, man. I mean, that's kind of why we're where we're at that, you know, we don't settle for just, we don't settle. It's always trying to think of the next best thing. And, and really that's where we come in so much on social media and going to these different events, just, just trying to hear what the consumers want and, and different things. And, you know, I, I, I honestly don't know where, where it's going to go. We, we have some other things up our sleeve right now. we got a new product that we're really excited to drop. We were going to drop it closer to the first of this year, but with this whole COVID mess and didn't know where it was going to go, and it's going to be a little bit more of an expensive product, but definitely a game changer. Um, so we're kind of figuring out the timing when we're going to do that drop. Uh, it's going to be amazing. It is amazing. That's all I can. I'll let you know when it's about ready. Okay. So we can cool. do something, but, but, uh, you know, we, like I said, we always try to have a couple things up our sleeve, but this whole, whole mess of this mess of the COVID and, the, and all that, the, the, the money spending and kind of changes the game. But, um, you know, it's kind of just hearing what the people want. And that's where it just gets a little different that we, that we cater to all these different machines so we can stay busy with, you know, yeah. that if we get kind of caught up on some certain things, then, you know, with the KRX being out now, the talent out the we can kind of go back on them, give them a little more attention because obviously Polaris, KM definitely still have the market cornered. Those are where the big sales are going. They're like, they're the ones out of stock right now. Their machines at the showrooms and all that. So, you know, they're always our top priorities of stuff. We always have guys commenting, when are you going to come out this for the talent or the Pioneer or this? And, you know, just kind of a little bit of pecking order. It's not that we don't want to do, but we only have so much resources. And, and we're always, you know, like I said, it seems like, before all this mess, we were hiring like three people a week. It's just like just trying to keep up with demand and bring new engineers in. And, you know, we, we have, yeah. uh, I think, 
22 in-house engineers now that, you know, it's just a lot of seats and solid works that we right. kind of dedicate them that you're going to be an A, you're going to be our A-arm guy. You're going to be our windshield guy. You're going to be the skid plate guy. And, and you know, kind of delegate that way that they, they, they're tasked with those that we don't have Jim Bob over here. He's tasked with all these different things. So we kind of make sure that we kind of get the engineer. You're, you're a suspension guy. So, all right, the first thing you're going to do, we're going to get the one for the Razor Turbo, then the Razor 1K, then we're going to do the KRX. And then it's more that way they're on suspension and it, and it just kind of, then they have a project manager over them that sees through the project and make sure that we go from building it here, prototyping our shop. Then we get the prints all drawn. Then we build one off our print and manufacturing our manufacturing area. And then, and then make sure it's all spec. Then we take it out, ride on it, beat on it, make sure it's good, bring it back, check it out, get it all good. Then that's when we send it off into production. And that's why, like I said, we spend a lot of time in R and D and testing where, you know, some guys in the industry will build something. It works. It's great, but they didn't really put a lot of different yeah. things like we do. We just make sure we do try to go the extra mile to make sure it's good. And, and we are all human. And sometimes we do make stuff that, that breaks and, you know, and that's where we want to hear the feedback and it goes back to, you know, we offer a lot of lifetime warranty, different things because yeah. we do something behind it. And, uh, and what doesn't necessarily irk me or anything that we just want true feedback too. that. How'd you break it? We don't, it didn't break backing off the trailer. It didn't break when you turned, pulled out of your garage. Like we truly would just, you know, it's, if it's got a warranty, it's got a warranty. We want to know what you did to break it that way that we can discuss it amongst our team with the engineer that what they were doing to break it. And, uh, we're just trying to always get that message across that, yeah. you know, we don't build products to sure we're making money, but we're not building it just to make money. We're building it to make the industry better. And we want to make sure that we are offering you a legit badass product, pardon my language that yeah. comes with a good warranty and is affordable. Um, we you know back in 15, 16, I did a lot of racing, the mint 400 King of the hammers, all that was kind of dipping in to see that, um, showing that our product can hold up to it do that different thing and, and just see how the market, you know, kind of perceived all that. And then we came to realize, you know, for the investment that me dragging eight guys out to King of the hammers, paying for all those people out there, you know, hotel rooms, a semi yeah. getting out there, this, and that, that there's a lot of big investment and there's not a lot of ROI. When we sure. come back here and post different videos, different things, honestly, a lot the people that we're after for our consumers, they don't really care about racing. They can't relate. They don't, they don't, it's not, it's not them. They don't, they're not the guys that are buying the high end stuff all the time. It's a pretty niche group, but it really allowed us to up our game in developing different things and seeing how well it holds up. And, and, you know, but we've kind of went back to our roots to, to build that product, but we're still, we're trying to market the guy, the blue collar guys, the guys that are go out and ride, you know, probably like you, that's just weekend warrior. You go out and ride and you break something and you want to replace it. And you'd like to go ahead and maybe get something that's better than stock, but it doesn't have to be the best of the best. Yep. you know and and you know but that's still our motto we we still want to be on that caliber of the best of best but we want to we'd rather have the, the best customer service in the game and a good warranty and a good price um and 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 you know that seems to win so there's a it's all been a learning curve and you know things are evolving so fast you know in 2007 is when the razor came out um 2008 when it kind of started taking off then 2010 they came out with the four seater and that revolutionized kind of the thing that now you can take your family get your people yeah. in there uh, my wife hounded me for years like when are we going to get a four seater when are we going to get a four seater and i only knew one guy at the time that had one and it was like driving a short bus through the woods um and he just <laughs> he, 
he couldn't keep up and it was just like i don't i don't want that because i'm an aggressive driver I like driving fast i'm not and the trails i cut around here i like to keep them tight it's almost like a built-in speed limiter but it's also it you know makes it technical and i was like he's yeah. always backing up he's always wallering around and then when the the 1k four-seater came out um one of our my good friends here he bought one and and he was able to keep up and i was like well it must have been that guy couldn't drive that had one before and that's yeah. kind of what it came down to he just he couldn't wasn't swinging the turn as far as he could and really just looking ahead and and he just kind of gave me a bad impression that the four seaters just weren't capable once you put a driver in there i was like wow and then a couple of years later, I was like, all right, I'm going to go to a four seater. And now I won't ever buy another two seater, even for the tight trails. I still have the same trails that I rode back in the day that are still just as tight. And I got the four seater yep. with portals on it even and can go down them. And it's just unbelievable how much more capable a four seater is to a two seater. And you can get more people in there or more crap in the back as far as spare parts. You know, when I go down to Windrock Brimstone, I can fill my back two seats up with an extra axle, my tool bag, some water, you know, just anything and everything. So having that extra room is pretty crucial. And once again, too, though, if I want to take a couple guys from work or something that it's just nice to have those extra seats. And yeah, uh, it's a, uh, yeah, I, I definitely think I'm to the point now where I think four seater, if, if you are a weekend guy and you, yeah. here's my only asterisk behind this statement is uh, going fast and James control actually, just chimed in here and uh, James has the new pro XP four. uh, yep. it's, he, Hey, it goes fast with him. It looks like it maneuvers yep. well with him, but yep. that's been my only caveat to it. It's just like the maneuverability on like something yep. like a short track or something like that. Yeah. But yep. all in all, that's, you know, the, the short track aspect is probably 15% of my total riding. So it's really yep. not that big of a deal, but yep. just that extra wheelbase alone makes you know, trails way easier and it makes it a lot more fun to have your friends and things like that. So I agree with you. Um, yeah. but, but really I, I, I want to ask you because you are, you are outside the OEM world, but you deal with all the OEMs. So yeah. if you had to rank, and this is, I'm asking, I'm asking Tyler here, not necessarily yeah. super TV, but I'm asking Tyler, if you had to rank the machines, uh, let's, we'll say this. If you had to rank brands from yeah. top to bottom, who, who is, who is at the bottom? Uh, and who is number one? So start from the bottom. From the bottom, um, you know there are any more. There, there, it's kind of like the same battle as you do with automotive. Ford, Chevy, Dodge. You know, right. it kind of comes down to the styling and the interior you like, the look you like. At the end of the day, they're all a good vehicle. You know, right. and you know you always have the battles back and forth. But on the UTVs, I would probably say at the bottom right now is Honda. Then I would go Kawasaki, Can-Am, and then Polaris. Okay. Um, I don't know if I left any big one out there, but those are the top four of what I would call. You know, they have the they're in the sport industry, but right. also you have that. But I would still out of both sport and utility, it's still in that order. Um, Can-Am's coming on strong. I have to say, uh, I just we bought the 2020 RR with the you know 195 horsepower, and that dude's a bad boy right out of the gate. Yeah, I yeah, built a sand car for it, and I'm looking forward to. We're gonna probably take it up to Silver Lake Sand Dunes, which is being that's the closest to us to go do a photo and rip shoot. Um, you know, you just see a lot more Can Ams winning a lot more stuff here recently. Um, yeah. Just getting their 
durability and that four-wheel drive for the longest time the x3 and the maverick came out their four-wheel drunk four-wheel drive is garbage it's always yeah. been bad you know that diff lock the old one wheel peel on the front this test turned so much of that but seems like the new smart lock true lock all that stuff getting a lot better and in the power they're putting down that that x3 rr is a rocket ship it's uh incredible wrote, i've said it before on the podcast i've rode in hubert's before and it yeah. is uh yeah so much more power than that chassis needs. Yeah. I'm a big proponent that like Can-Am could reinforce that chassis about three times as strong it is as it is. Yeah. That, that would be equivalent to how much power it has. It feels like you're yeah. in an airplane. Yeah. It's so, it's so little yeah. weight compared to as much power. Our local police officer was on a ride. He was over here. I was getting a, a vehicle I purchased, been checked, and we were kind of like, he, was, he loves coming up here and looking at machines. And I was like, here, hop in this one real quick. And, you know, I've drove a lot of fast sports cars and different things. And, at, you know, right out of the hole, put that thing in four-wheel drive on the pavement, and that thing is a rocket ship that it's just pretty incredible. And, and that's kind of where it goes back to the same with tires and all that. Even when the Razor 1000 came out, I was like, man, this thing has plenty. I mean, you don't ever need more. You really – for the type of riding I do, you can't ever put all the power to the ground, but you know, all of us guys, we always want more and more and more, give us more power, yeah. but truly you never really use the machine's full potential. Even, you know, a, a 2018 razor turbo, unless you're in the dunes or somewhere like that, which, you know, that's where they cater to a lot more. It seems like, you know, a lot of this stuff was based around more dune riding and the travel and all that, but have proven to be wonderful all over the country. But that's always what's in my head is where where is Polaris going? Where is KM going? What is going to be the cap? And I know the cap's always been this thousand cc limit to with you know California's regulations and kind of hindering us, which is just weird to me because you can go buy a high booster or a crotch rocket that is a plum, you know, run two hundred miles an hour and you don't have to wear a helmet. You're you're fully exposed and these have seat belts, roll cages and but yet we're being limited at, at the power and all that. It's just kind of odd to me that we're kind of getting a little bit shafted on on that part to see where it could go. But yeah. at the end of the day, like I said, I said back when the thousand came out, we're we're like to a point where I'd be happy if it stopped here as far as the power wise. And and now that comes out, and once you have more power, you like don't want to go back for yeah. sure. But yeah. it's like you know when you get to three hundred horse, it's just getting out of control, really. You know yeah. we've got we got some mean tunes for our turbos and stuff. And I don't personally like it for certain stuff I do. Cause it's just so raw and yeah. rowdy that you don't use it. And it almost gets you more out of control than, than keeping you in control. Yeah. Um, but guys want it. If there's opportunity to make anything faster and it's affordable that normally people make the upgrade. I mean, same with the new, new Corvettes. People yep. want to throw a charger on them or, you know, you, there's plenty of that. That's what's cool about the industry. It's I got the biggest and baddest, and uh, you think you can beat me, and uh, and that's what makes it fun. Yeah. But uh, I always, you know, you ask the question where we're going. I wonder. I, I like to wonder where the where the industry as a whole is even going. So that's um, my next. That's my next question. Yeah. So I you I, I know it. I can see it in your yeah. eyes. You yeah. have an idea where it's going. You keep bringing yeah. up this thousand cc thing. Yeah. I've talked to a couple people about, you know. Maybe they'll just have a California edition, you know, and it'll be regulatory there or they'll, yeah. and they'll have something for the East Coast that's over that or, you know, some kind of system where they break that 1000 CC because there's not really much more they can do. In, in my opinion, we're kind of at the max with suspension. We're at the max with all these other, you know, the Pro XP is probably the most comfortable machine that I've ever ridden in. Uh, it's an yep. arm and a leg to buy one, but 
Uh, and then you have the Turbo yeah. S, which is the Suspension King. Uh, the K&M, which is truly the Suspension King. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're right at the, the what seems to be the, the, upper, the upper limit of all of those things. Um, what is the future? K&M is blazing power. Pro XP yeah. was a little bit different and, and, and kind of hit a different string and was a little different yeah. marketing strategy. But where, where are they going? And, and what does, uh, just to piggyback, what does Polaris have to do to catch up to the, the momentum that Can-Am has right now? Yeah, that's a good question. And I mean, that's, it's like the world right now. We don't truly know, but I, I think that, you know, once the Pro XP came out, I got fortunate enough to went over to Pastrana's and he had the only one in the world and Huber, wow. let me take it for a rip and got to ride, you know, right out of the gate and, you know, just checking it out. And more of my thing was, you know, the power is there, the suspension's there, they have the live valve and all that stuff, which is top notch. I really think kind of the industry moving forward is getting more tech savvy, you know, where it's, you know, back in the seventies, you had muscle cars that were, we were in the muscle car stage and now we're coming into this new era of it's all technology where you can't even work on a new Corvette hardly, you know, that I yeah. think they're going to start redefining the insides. Like you said, the pro XP is comfortable, has built in nice dad, the speakers all in there, you know, it's just a little bit more automotive feeling in there. I think they're just going to, start getting a little bit more like i said it has plenty of power you're because they also have to tread that that line of safety too you know yeah. they're worried about people doing donuts and you know the whole rhino lawsuit back in the day that rolling it over so when you start getting more power and more of these new users getting in that don't have any experience with any kind of throttle control doing anything like the rr it's not something to let somebody hop in and say here go take a rip especially in two-wheel drive even yeah. anybody here, I, I don't feel comfortable just saying, hey, here, here's the RR, go take it for a rip. Because, I mean, it will get out of hand in a hurry, especially if you're in somewhat of a slick surface. It's in two-wheel drive. It is when that turbo hits, it's it's ripping. Yeah. And uh, so I really think they're probably pretty close to the to the power peak. But, I mean, we say that. We said that back when that 1,000 was out. But I really think they're just going to really start redefining the inside and just making yeah. it more. A lot more comfortable because all the razors all the can they're all very chintzy on the inside and they just don't look very appealing they're not really the most comfortable but the pro xps definitely coming into it but it can still be even better you know yeah, agreed uh, agreed it, it can always be better there yeah and uh, i personally don't really care for the look of the pro xp it was kind of it's growing on me a little bit but I, I i think the x3 looks a lot better it looks a lot more aggressive has a lot better body lines and um and has I that power I that find the person that would disagree with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's put yeah. them on the show and let's, let's, let's see what's wrong with them. Who hurt them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, it's like anything that, you know, once you look at, you know, when the new Chevy or something comes out, that it's like, eh, but once you get some wheels and tires and different things on it, you yeah. start making it your own, you can kind of definitely transform something into, okay, that looks pretty good. And I've seen yeah. some build X, pro XPs and, and they're starting to grow on me a little bit, but they still are, they're not as sleek looking as the X3, but I don't know. That's what I envision them doing is going more towards just trying to make it more comfortable and more user friendly that your phone links up and you can do yeah. different things with your phone. And, and, you know, that's just seems the way of the world, even in the last couple of years that technology is just getting out of hand and artificial intelligence and all that stuff's just getting maybe even scary per se as to where it, where it's going that uh, don't be scared of it. That's I, yeah. I, I do with AI and ML yeah. all day. It's, it's not that yeah. smart yet. 
yeah, but it has potential, you know, but, but, you know, I think that's just the future is more stuff that is tech savvy and, and making it more comfortable and, and, uh, investing more of their R and D into the comfort and, you know, they got the telescoping wheel and, and different features of that sort. Cause like I said, I mean, they both have top of the line suspension. I really love the dynamics where you can go from comfort to firm, depending on what you're doing and truly can feel a difference when it first came out. I was like, ah, this is kind of just a little bit of a gimmick. Sure, you yeah. feel a little bit, but not much. But the more and more I wrote it, it's uh, definitely is a game changer being able to just go from that comfort to firm, depending on what you're doing. And uh, it makes a difference. And, you know, that's pretty crazy that at the flip of the switch, just how, you know, some shocks are able to change that valving out and, and make yeah. that happen. And, you know, and then you throw a set of aftermarket springs on there. And, you know, it's like riding on a cloud, even through a rough creek bank putting on comfort and it's just like, and then you have some, some aftermarket seats and people that ride in my machine are like, golly, dude, this thing's like riding on a cloud, you know, just smooth sailing. It's pretty impressive that, um, you know, it's really, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where it's going. I just think that that's probably where it has to, like I said, the power in that RR is unlike anything I've ever felt. And, uh, it's to the point where, like I said, they have to start being a little bit conscious of, of the power for just Joe Schmo. It's the same with crotch rockets. A young 17, 18 year old kid goes to buy one. That's what makes a bad name in the, in the, in the industry when he goes out and kills himself because he wasn't just not, he not educated how to ride it. He just rode over his head. And, and so, you know, I deal with uh, Frank with the razor form a lot and, you know, they're big on safety or, you know, all the industry. Why we don't ever really see a lot of videos that we post from us um riding because we do ride a lot without our helmets but we don't we don't want to promote that you know for the generation coming up you know safety should be a huge thing and uh you know that's how the manufacturers are and you have your helmet and all your safety proper gear but um but i always hear from frank that you know just talking about donuts and different things that just you know the risk that lawsuits come in that you know that you get people getting hurt seriously in these things and it falls back on that manufacturer of why you had this or that. And so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think there, we have to be close to the power and they just rely on us or different people in the industry to give you what more, what you want, or, you know, big board kits and anything, if you're going to need more, but uh, yeah. it's uh, definitely hard to say, but we yeah. love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Everything yeah. we're complaining about is not a true complaint at all. Yeah, That's true. Really. No, it's not. Yeah. Uh, so my last question for you um, yep. was about a project cleanup that you guys have, and you guys are using hashtag uh, SATV Trail Cleanup Challenge. Can you tell me yep. a little bit about that? What can people do? How do they enter? And how what they what can they win? Yeah, uh, you kind of put me on the spot. I honestly, I was a little bit in the conversation, but not fully. But I mean, it just kind of goes back to we go to, you know, like I said, a lot of places all over the country riding all the time. And it's a shame going to a lot of parks and seeing how much trash is left laying on the side of the trail that people don't throw it back in their cooler or in the floorboard. They throw it over the hill and it really irks us and me personally just carelessness. You know, that's what gets parks shut down. That's what makes people that are against our industry and stuff. Um, there you go. Not, can you see that? Yeah, I can see that. What what allows us, you know, these parks to close down? And I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's what grows the sport, getting more people in it. But it goes back to, like I said, if you buy one, you live in a neighborhood and you rely on these parks to go ride. Um, and the closest thing is four hours, then you're probably a little bit more apt to, you're going to go buy a different style of something, you know, a motorcycle or something, because 
it just doesn't play in your demographic to get there. And, and, you know, we just see more and more parks sometimes closing down and anytime you give them fuel for anything, as far as, you know, you got all these people out there, they're being heathens, just throwing their trash on the ground and not taking care of stuff. And, and it's kind of just, it's, it's, it's easy to, you know, pick it up, you know, pack in. I've always been raised to pack out what you pack in, you know, you brought it to take it back. And, you know, if you're drinking out of a can, it smashes and you can actually make it smaller than it was. And, you know, trash bag. Um, but it's just, you know, like I said, we, we try to, to do different things to this thing and, and just offering to, you know, give a hundred dollars to that, that get people out there and just try to motivate people to get out there, clean it and tag us. And it's just kind of a different Avenue for a little bit of material, um, you know, and to just kind of, giving back to the industry that's kind of what we try to that's one of our slogans too is just we grow it we do truly eat breathe sleep this stuff and and want to see it grow you know we see a lot of different cleanups go out you know for out at uh, glamis and different things so um just trying to help promote that image that in in education maybe that a lot of people might not think about it they might you know that but it's just more trying to hound on them a little bit but you know not in a direct manner but you know come on guys it's, clean up a little bit after yourself that sure it could be get, could get pulled over um, with an empty can back there. There is that risk if you're, if you're doing that kind of thing, but um, it doesn't make it right to throw it over the hill or, or that kind of thing. So pack out what you packed in and uh, doing this, it just potentially you could win a gift certificate and uh, yeah, and, absolutely. And, and so get you get your image on our, on our pages. Yeah. So what I wanted to do is I want to run through uh, the ways to enter the super ATV cleanup challenge, snap a photo yep. proof that you've cleaned something up, post the image to your personal, personal Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter tag, super ATV and use the hashtag hashtag S a TV trail cleanup challenge somewhere in your caption. Once you've done that, you're automatically entered for the month and you can find on the social media, uh, super ATV on all the social medias, the winner will be chosen at random for the 30th of each month from June to September. Uh, and they'll announce the winner on all the social media platforms. So sure. So be sure to keep an eye on the feed. Now, the reason I wanted to bring that up was just because yeah. I think it's a real cool initiative. Uh, anytime anyone can perpetuate uh, cleaning something up or, you know, having that whole mindset of pack it in, pack it out. I, I'm, I try to push that. So yeah. I, yeah. to just highlight I that. appreciate but, you bringing that up. Like I said, yeah. it, it's that, that's the stuff that the people that are trying to shut parks down, that's just an easy target that they can go to that go, they can go out there and take those pictures the same as you could go pick it up and, and, and use it against us as a whole. And, you know, just, we just have to be careful because there is all kinds of places out West for sure. that are trying to close stuff down and, and any fuel that they can get um, it's hurting all of us. And, that, and that's the thing that you, you just, even though it's in your area, we got, you got to think as this industry as a whole that, you know, you're not just hurting this particular place it's everybody you know that's the beauty of america that we have a lot of different riding places to go and travel across the country and go and uh make destination spots and the more we can keep open the more that you can just put something on your bucket list to go out and try something different and uh that's a fact that is absolutely a fact yeah, yeah. Uh, well, well tyler that's pretty much yeah. all i had for you okay. uh, do you okay. have anything else you sure? missed <laughs> uh not really um just uh like I said, uh, feel free to. We're, we're. I guess you could kind of say we're. We're all. Is this just posted on your channel there and on. 
Um, yeah, yeah. So I'll uh, we'll we'll talk a few minutes after we close this out, and uh, I'll have links to Super ATV on all the posts. Uh, typically, what cool. happens is uh, on Friday, all the actual audio version goes up, so uh, it's, cool. it's nice and easy, and it'll be all buttoned up. But yeah. Um, anything yeah. else you need to say before we go off the air? No, uh, more just on any of these videos or posts you see. Definitely, as always, feel free to comment on anything, and I'll be sure to be looking myself. I sometimes don't personally reply, but one of my guys or something and have the input there. But, you know, any ideas, like you said, products, we're always open to input and love ideas. And, you know, even if you're having a problem with something, speak up. You know, um, we also just hate, the, you know, the Internet just seems always used for negativity where, you know, I, I just encourage more people to to – whether whoever the company may be, but try to give more people praise, you know, that you are, you were satisfied with the product that you're running or something, you know, and try to, so there's plenty of negativity in the world. Um, and try not to bring it into our industry. It just more, you know, it seems everybody that has an issue with something, they want to first get online and tell about their experience and how bad it was. And they sometimes don't even give the manufacturer the time of day to make it right before they just want to get on and rant. Yeah. I don't know sometimes things can happen, but we sometimes hear the stupidest things like my bumper doesn't fit. I can't go ride this weekend. And it's like, it, you know, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's silly things yeah. that, you know, we understand frustration, but we are human. And, um, you know, but I would just love to see more praise of different things. And I'm not saying just even our products, but more yeah. be nice if more people just said, Hey, I installed these tires or I did this and, man, it's working great. And, you know, just more conversations that are fun and trolling, you know, there's plenty of yeah. trolls in the world that love negativity, but you know, um, just well, another I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, let me, let me do this for you. So yeah. let me reorient this just a little bit. Uh, yeah, those, yeah. those are your doors right there. And I had never run your doors. Before. I will never have a uh -huh. race without those doors because yeah, it, they're, it, they're like a hidden gem. I didn't even know that you guys carried those, did a little bit of research, found them. The price points yep. really, really great. Got them on, yep. super easy to install. Uh, they don't rattle for me. They are awesome. They've taken a tree hit already. They're doing great for me. Yeah. Uh, cool. I'm yeah. praise of the Rhino 2.0s. If yep. anyone asks me, racer, not racer, I personally think you can run anything on a Rhino 2.0 as long as you're a smart driver. That yep. includes hitting hammers and everything else and in between. Uh, yeah. And also your boxed A arms. I'm running those on my car right now with the threaded the threaded ball joints. Awesome. Um, yep. I've already beat the crap out of them, and they're doing yep. great. So yep. if I can offer you any bit of praise or, or give you a little bit of uplifting for your day, uh, cool. man, you've got awesome parts. You guys are an awesome company, and and it's yep. so nice. One of the reasons I like doing the the visual version is. Uh, now people have a face to think about when they think about Super ATV. They'll think about you. They'll think about laughing. You know, a, a lot of times. You Sorry, know, I had to look at my mom. Oh no, no, no! It's good. It's good. Uh, well, a lot of times we forget that on the other side of that, you know, that little box that pops up when you talk to somebody, uh, we forget that there's a yep. person on the other end of that. So it's exactly. always great to have a face, a name, and, and everything in between. Yep. So, uh, I'm thankful that you took time out of your busy schedule because I know you are in high demand at Super ATV. You're always going, and I just appreciate yep. you taking the time. Uh, and yep. I appreciate you guys making the parts you do because uh, not only are you guys the largest distributor, but you guys push the market harder than anybody else. So everyone else is pushing because you guys are pushing 
right on either, you know, right beside them. You guys are shoulder to shoulder with everybody and yeah. you are always making improvements and always causing someone else to have to improve their product as well. So as a consumer, yeah. that's great. It's great. Competition is excellent for the consumer. Yeah. So uh, thank you. And and thank you that's for what it's all about. Yeah, man. Yeah. And uh, being someone yeah. that enjoys the show too, like, or that enjoys going riding. That's the main thing. You're an enthusiast yeah. yourself. Yeah. So that's why you guys... Uh, make good products. That's why y'all know what products to make. So all in all, our draft, if we're, if we're satisfied, surely the consumer will be, you know, we yeah. truly like said, go out and beat it. And uh, that's, that's how we got started. Just making, trying to figure out how to make it better, but you know, what you're going to need out there on the trail to make it your experience better. And uh, to be able to go push the limits and have fun with your buddies and your family and super cool stuff. Yes, but, sir. Uh, yes, sir. I appreciate you having us on here as well. And uh, if we can ever help with anything, never hesitate to reach out or anybody watching this. Like I said, we, uh, we're we here pretty much 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. every day of the week and uh, ready to take a call or answer a question. We have a huge knowledgeable staff, both in the customer service department. You know, every, every department is pretty full and we have a lot of knowledge amongst everybody. And like I said, when you do make those negative comments, it's, you're talking to all of us and we all do take it all to heart and you know so but it, at the same time it fuels us to make us even better that you know yeah. but we don't we don't get discouraged from the haters but you you know they say fueled by haters but we're not like that but it still it does does fire us up and, and makes us want to excel even more and uh, just keep bringing great products to the market and basically keep up if you can yeah yeah buddy we'll close yeah. on that note right there tyler Thanks for being on the show today and everyone else. Thanks for joining us. Uh, again, if you're listening to the audio version, uh, give us a like on Facebook. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and it'll all be great. Thanks, everybody. And we'll just click the button. First things first, if you don't mind, make sure you've subscribed to us on Apple Podcasts if you have an iOS device and like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Today's show is brought to you by Supergrip ATV Tires. Supergrip ATV is taking the tire market by storm, providing the Supergrip ATV K9 tire. Hey, before I go like too far into the ad, uh, let me just say I saw retailers today getting some crazy sizes of shipments, um, shipments that are not completely sold out already. I know that there's a couple people in the Middle Tennessee area, uh, Alabama area, and Kentucky that now have tires. So. Go online, look for the Supergrip ATV K9 tire. A lot of you guys have been asking me when availability will come back around. It seems like we're getting there. We're not fully back in stock yet, but we're definitely getting there. The Supergrip ATV tire, I run the 30-inch Kevlar, has been my... I don't know how to say it. My t I mean, it's my tire of choice, but it's probably the tire I'm going to run forever because I've put it through some crazy tough situations where tires should have failed me. I've put it through sharp rocks, through mud holes, through long climbs, loose dirt, wet rock, a little bit of everything. As long as you're committed as the driver, the tire will perform for you. Eight ply sidewalls with a radial nylon belt option or Kevlar. Kevlar is a little bit more expensive. I recommend it. It's what I run. Um, but the one inch tread depth is the same on all the vehicles. I uh, highly recommend you guys give them a look. Supergrip ATV on Facebook and Instagram, supergripatv.com. The next sponsor on our list is Dinojet Research. Dinojet is 
the complimentary to my Super Grip ATV sponsorship because once you go to a bigger tire, once you start changing the rotational mass on your vehicle, you start bogging the machine down. There's a couple things that need to change. Uh, the point of engagement on your belt needs to change so that when you push the pedal, you actually get power right when you push the pedal. Clutches fix that, and also they supply you with a programmer. The DinoJet Power Visions 3 tuner is the tuner that I run on my car. A lot of different third parties launch their tunes on those vehicles. Um, I personally use the DinoJet tune for the stock exhaust, stock everything. Noticed a huge difference in power performance, but more than anything, uh, I noticed a difference in the shift points and I really, really enjoy having the onboard screen right in front of my face. Seriously, it is absolutely awesome to be able to program and be able to see, you know, top speed that you've reached, uh, RPMs, gear, everything that you can that you can want to track on the vehicle. It is available for you on this screen. I thought about redoing my dash and taking away the generic Razor cluster uh, and just running off that DinoJet PowerVision 3 little handheld unit there. It's absolutely awesome. Not to mention that the Stage 2 kit that I bought actually did come with a clutch kit as well. Uh, and that clutch kit greatly, greatly made up for the deficit that those heavier 30-inch tall tires come with. So now with the Supergrip ATV K9 tires and the DynaJet Stage 2 power package, I confidently can go anywhere. Next on the list is Infinite Off-Road. Infinite Off-Road has been with the show for as long as it's been alive. Infinite Off-Road offers all listeners of the show 10% off with code word ROCKS, R-O-C-K-S, at checkout to get your very special 25-year, no questions asked, warranty that even covers accidental damage. Uh, it's really great. Seriously, it's it's really crazy. I've seen cars, you know, the, the light bars, light pods, light whips, wheel rings, uh, rock lights, all that stuff is not just UTV or off-road vehicle only specific. It is actually geared towards um, all vehicles, trucks included. I saw a picture the other day of a Jeep that had been in a wreck. And uh, Mike and his team over at Infinite Off-Road actually warrantied the bar that was that, that just got damaged in collateral damage on the road. That was warrantied. Uh, everything, including accidental damage, will get your warranty uh, or will, be, will fall under your warranty. Excuse me. Um, Infinite Off-Road has a quality product at an extremely reasonable price. I'm super glad to have those guys on board. So if you're looking for rock lights, light bars, light pods, or whips, InfiniteOffRoad.com code word rocks r-o-c-k-s at checkout last but not least all i'm sorry not last but not least all things utv has been with the show for almost as long as infinite off-road but all things utv pretty much covers a lot of the deficit whether it's seats whether it's tender spring upgrades inner fender liners that replace your crappy rubber guards man i i really just cannot begin to tell you the horror stories that you see on social media about sticks and debris coming through the floorboard. I personally have a, a quarter inch uh, 
I'm sorry, a three eighths inch skid plate on my car right now. So the whole belly is protected, but all things UTV makes inner fender liners, which are basically just a metal sheet that covers the part where it's right in front of your feet and the, and the actual foot, foot floorboard right in front of your feet. And what it does is it creates a durable area where steel uh, is gonna protect the rider of your vehicle and it's gonna protect you as well. That recently, they just came out with the Kawasaki KRX and the Razor Pro XP uh, inner fender liners as well as uh, tender springs for both of those machines. So I highly recommend you guys give them a shout. All things UTV on Facebook and Instagram, allthingsutv.com. Last but not least, here we go. Diddy's Big Block Race Shop. Yes, Diddy's Big Block. I want to highlight their suspension services. They do shock tuning, not only on full-size buggies, Jeeps, trucks, all that kind of thing, but also they're starting to do UTVs. That's why I wanted to partner with them because I know they're local. They're, they're, they're a couple hours away from me, but they're more local than anybody else. Um, he does excellent, excellent work. His name is Chris, uh, the gentleman that owns Diddy's Big Blog. He does excellent work with the big buggies. He's just breaking into the UTV scene. His prices are very, very reasonable, especially compared to some of the other dealers. Uh, and, and what's going to happen is he's going to blow up. So I got Chris in. Uh, he's a sponsor of the show, and he does amazing things with shocks. From my own perspective, uh, he went out and trained out with Shock Jesus out in Col or, uh, Arizona, Montana. It's one of those. And uh, he's he's been trained by the best. So uh, Chris at Diddy's Big Block Race Shop offers his suspension services, including shock tuning with on-site sessions available, shock revalving, where you send in your shocks and they valve to your application and specifications, shock rebuilding and full repair, shock packages right out of the gate, and coilover springs. So pretty much everything you need done can be done in-house at Diddy's Big Block Race Shop. 